lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Back in the saddle again after a long, relaxing weekend. Spring break slash March Madness. Steve Dace here along with Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. Hope you didn't forget about us. But we did return. I don't know how you guys felt, man, but I, I had a great weekend. I mean, I really enjoyed myself, got a chance. I mean, I, I did like a basketball March Madness orgy. Um, and there were so many upsets and such a, a lot of great games. I uh, got a chance to hang out with the family. Um, I mean, I just had a really, really good weekend. Dude, we're going to get into the Snyder Cut of Justice League for Pop Culture Tuesday later. And I mean... That stuck the landing and lived up to the hype. Man, I, I told you I was starting to get worried the last day or so. That it, Come on, now the reviews are good. It can't live up to the hype, and it did. I just, dude, it was a good Steve Dace weekend, man. Well, I haven't seen it yet, but even more than Michigan, I was really hoping for you that the movie would could produce do it to me again. I, I yeah. was sensing like there was a little bit. You might have gotten a goodbye, cruel world text from me. I know. If they screwed me on this movie again. I, I just, I, know. I don't think I could have handled it. A year of COVID, and then you screw me on this too. I, I, I think I would have probably just tapped out at that point. But no, the movie lives up to the hype. So we'll get on, we'll get into that for Pop Culture Tuesday later. What about you, Aaron? I mean, getting a good uh, in tables made. How was your weekend? Mm, strollers are expensive. Amen to that. And brother. if Rutgers had not blown that ten point lead, would we could have, have bought. We could have bought a stroller company. <laughs> that game was insane. It was a good weekend. I, 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 I'm, it was it was a good weekend, but I just I didn't understand what Rutgers was doing there, man. Other than Rutgers ing, I guess. I mean, dude, you're up by nine with six minutes left, not a minute and a half left. Why play install ball? It didn't make any sense. Nope. And and you're texting me in real time because you've got this life changing Oregon State Rutgers yes, parlay. You've got this life changing parlay on the line with about six minutes to go, brother. This thing looked Baby pretty automatic. I, I was thinking I might be hiring a new producer when we get back. All right. And then suddenly the text just went silent when Houston came back and went at the end. My condolences, brother. I've been there. Hey, I, I lost a parlay. I lost a very lucrative four team or five team parlay this weekend because I won the first four legs. And then the fifth leg, the team had to tap out and didn't play. Uh, and, you lost that? Yeah. Yeah. They just refunded your money. Yeah, that that I play the exact same one, and they don't do that. They just take that out of the parlay. Yeah, I got I got refunded. Is so what happened. I but, made money off of that. So yes, yeah, I, I, yeah. So that 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 was not fun. Yeah, you don't get it. These are all the reasons yeah. I don't gamble. Well, if it was certain, they'd call it investing. Yes, right. Yeah, indeed. But despite that, uh, it was um, it was a very fun weekend. Hopefully, you guys had a great weekend. But it's good, and we're happy to be back with all of you. Let us know. What you think about what we think. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. And and several of you are getting very cocky. That's D-E-A-C-E. Because you're beating me right now. And we, we had nearly a thousand people get into this bracket contest. And the uh, the winner, uh, we're going to hook him up with a good uh, supply of Steve Day Show swag. Several of you are getting very cocky. I thought you were that day. I thought you knew the stuff. Mr. One percent on ESPN three years in a row. I'm kicking your rear end. I've gotten that email a few times, except I, I think maybe some of you, just saying, I think maybe some of you are reading the standings incorrectly. See, you're reading where you're at right, right now. That's uh, not what you want to be reading. How many Final Four teams do you Yeah, have you left? want to be reading yeah. where, your, where your max score is. And I think you'll find that if you look at what my max score could be, 
it is still very, very competitive with another fourth straight 1% in the nation, ESPN.com finish. Doesn't mean it will happen. All right. I'm, I only got seven of the Sweet 16 teams right. But the cool thing is three of my final four teams were among the seven of them. And the two teams I have playing in the championship game were among them. I mean, if you get you get 12 of the Sweet 16 teams right, but the four you missed are the four teams in your final four. I mean, enjoy crowing now, but it's about where we're at at the end. So just something to keep in mind. It's always good to wait to talk smack after the game goes final. I think that's a little life lesson from Steve. All right. So we'll see where everybody's at when this thing is at an end. And then if, you know, you guys punk me, then you'll get to run smack and I'll give you your props. But I wouldn't do that quite yet. The game is far from over. Uh, you can also follow us on the various social medias out there. Uh, f- like us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. If you want to go to the free speech alternatives to those platforms like MeWe, Gab, Parler, look for Steve Dace in all of those places. And if you're looking for clips of the show that you can watch for free and then share with others, go to YouTube.com slash Steve Dace or Rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. Aaron, I forgot, you had the call with Loyola of Chicago over yep. Illinois. So I had three. I don't do the bracket of integrity thing, but I had three brackets. One, NCA.com, One, the living room bracket that me and my wife filled out, and then the other one for this contest. Yes. All three of those brackets, I had Loyola. That was a, that was a great call. How? What about you? What, four teams. Are, are you are you done? I'm down to one. Down to one? Okay. As you know, I did it in 15 minutes while the show was going on. Yes. Because you made me. Yes. So In, in complete subservience to my authority, mm-hmm. which I respect, frankly. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. uh, A lot going on here today. Um, Next hour, we're going to get into, we've never done this for fake news or not, but we're actually going to devote the entire segment to a singular politician by the name of Christy Nome. That is coming up a little bit later on. I mentioned they fixed it. One of the greatest pop culture sins of all time. Uh, We'll get into Zack Snyder, the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Uh, The bottom of this hour, we're going to get into what in the Sam Hill is going on at the border, folks. We have gone from kids in cages under Obama to kids in aluminum foil under Joe Biden. We'll get into that and more. But of course, before we get into all of that, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Surrender Now Before It's Too Late. The state of South Dakota, where all three branches of government are controlled by Republicans and have been for decades, recently passed a bill banning men competing on women's sports teams. The bill was sent to Governor Christy Noam, who on International Women's Day announced she was excited to sign the bill. But then the Chamber of Commerce, big business in her state, got in her ear and bada bing bada boom, Noam released a 16-tweet thread nearly 400 words describing in great detail why she's de facto vetoing that bill. Noam's argument is nothing if not long-winded, saying House Bill 1217 creates an unworkable administrative burden, her words, on schools because it forces them to collect verification forms of every student-athlete's biological sex. Noam also explained she feared the collegiate athletics in her state would be at risk because, quote, competing on the national stage means compliance with the national governing bodies that oversee collegiate athletics. In addition, Noam cynically announced the formation of a new quote-unquote coalition called Defend Title IX Now, which is essentially an effort to save face for vetoing the bill. Noam went on Tucker Carlson last night and was made exceedingly uncomfortable. So you're saying the NCAA threatened you 
and you don't think you can win that fight. They said, if you sign this, we won't allow girls in South Dakota to play. And you don't think you can win in court, even though the public overwhelmingly supports you nationally. And so you're caving to the NCAA. I think that's what you're saying. No, that's not right at all, Tucker. In fact, you're wrong. I've been consulting with legal scholars and professors across the country, asking them, how do I protect women's sports? And they've gone through the steps to how I would legally challenge the NCAA and keep them from bullying the state of South Dakota. And what they've told me to do is that I need to build a coalition. But but these standards far predate Title IX, and I'm not exactly sure why Title IX is relevant or even really worth defending. I mean, this is thousands of years of common sense and tradition. Girls play girls sports, boys play boys sports. Why not instead just say, bring it on, Mm -hmm. NCAA. I'm a national figure. Go ahead and try and exclude us. I will fight you in the court of public opinion and defend principle. Why not just do that? Tucker, you're preaching my sermon. That's what I did today. Today, I with Herschel Walker, you vetoed Jack the Brewer, bill with Nancy Lopez. We all stood together. I did not veto the bill. I did a style and form revision and asked the legislator legislature to change it so that I can win. Learning Chinese today. Today's phrase is "I'm pro reality with exceptions." Moving on and checking in on the border, Project Veritas obtained some photos of a detention center for illegal immigrant children. The center is filled to the brim with children wrapped in foil lying on hard floors. They're kept in rooms divided by age or size. According to Project Veritas, there are an average of 3,000 people in custody at any given time at any one of these detention centers. According to ABC News, upwards of 15,000 children are in the custody and or care of U.S. Border Patrol and Health and Human Services as of this weekend. That's not counting adults who have crossed the border. ABC News's Martha Raddatz talked to an adult illegal immigrant. Would you have tried to do this when Donald Trump was president? Definitely not. Definitely. So did you come here because Joe Biden was elected president? Basically. Basically. Vice President Kamala Harris was asked if she has any plans to visit the border. Not today. (laughs) Joe Biden, meanwhile, says he's A-OK after tripping three times to get up the stairs to get on Air Force One. Moving on, one of the biggest panic porn stars of the last year, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, has admitted that six-foot social distancing guidelines were made up out of thin air. Has probably been the single costliest uh, mitigation tactic that we've uh, employed in, as a result of COVID, in response to COVID, and it really wasn't based on clear science. This comes after the CDC announced late last week that the six-foot social distancing guidelines for schools are now just three feet based on the, quote, latest science. Kraken update, you may have heard that the election infrastructure company Dominion Voting Systems is suing former Trump attorney Sidney Powell for defamation after she pushed lawsuits and made media appearances accusing the company of playing a role in how the 2020 election turned out. Now she's revealing her defense against the defamation lawsuit. Powell's defense attorneys wrote in a court filing yesterday, quote, reasonable people would not accept Powell's statements as fact. A new Department of Defense memo directs all U.S. military departments to promote and protect LGBTQI plus rights. President Trump announced over the weekend he's returning to social media via his own platform in the next two to three months. And finally, former Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe said this about UFOs. Frankly, there are a lot more sightings than have been made public. Some of those have been declassified. When we talk about sightings, we're talking about objects that have been seen by Navy or Air Force pilots or have been picked up by satellite imagery. 
that um, uh, frankly um, engage in actions that are difficult to explain, that um, movements that uh, that are hard to replicate, that we don't have the technology for. Um, it's not just a pilot or just uh, a satellite or some um, uh, intelligence collection. Usually we have multiple sensors that are picking up these things. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's Montage brought to you by Home Title Lock, which urges you not to get a crash course this year in what is known as home title theft because it can ruin you financially. Here's how this crime usually happens because our legal titles are kept online. Scammers know this, so they hack in. And then they forge your signature on what's called a quit claim deed to make it look like you have sold your home to them so that they can then liquidate, take out loans against your home and all that equity until it is gone. And often you will not find out about it until the collection calls or worse begin to pour in. Unfortunately, you're not protected by your homeowner's insurance or your mortgage lender, but you can get protection from Home Title Lock and in the unlikely event you still fall prey to this scam while a member, Home Title Lock uh, pledges to spend up to a quarter of a million dollars in legal fees out of its own pocket to restore your home's title rightfully to you. So go to HomeTitleLock.com right now, uh, find out if you're already a victim and don't yet know it, and then while you're there, use the code RADIO to get 30 free days of protection for your most important investment, your own home at HomeTitleLock.com. That's code radio at HomeTitleLock.com. Coming up after today's program, we stick around after each daily show and record an overtime mini bonus exclusive episode for all of our subscribers. Today's topic, we have a poll pinned to the top of my Twitter page whose deadline is fast approaching. And I can't wait for us to discuss those results from you in the audience. And we will do that today in the overtime. Essentially, the poll asks, would we be better off if there never was a Republican Party? We'll get into that in the overtime today. Uh, if you would like to watch it, just need to be a Blaze TV subscriber. Go to blazetv.com slash dace. That's blazetv.com slash dace. Get a discounted subscription today. And for those of you that thank you, have already subscribed to Blaze TV. That's also where you can go to watch it after we record it today following the program at blazetv.com slash days. Let's get to what is in Aaron's overtime. Again, we're going to have a lot more to say about what Christy Nome is attempting to pull. She's attempting to thread a needle that does not exist. Aaron's use of the term pro-reality with exceptions or pro-sanity with exceptions. That that with what happened in the 1990s is the pro-life movement went from Operation Rescue, shutting protesting in front of abortion clinics and stopping women from killing their children and and maybe darn near winning the argument. The only time in American history a sitting president has written a book was Ronald Reagan's Abortion in the Conscience of a Nation. And what happened is the Republican Party apparatus hijacked this issue for its own political talking point. And the new standard became, we went from Operation Rescue to pro-life with exceptions. So we just used the issue for Republican Party apparatchik, agitprop, election devices. And it took us 20 damn years to get dig out from that. The sorts of bills we're doing right now, heartbeat bills, life bills without exceptions, things of that nature. We should have been doing these things 20 years ago. Now We're actually making some headway now. Instead, we, we passed a bunch of laws, as the old B1 Bob Dornan congressman, the devout Catholic from California, used to say before he passed away, if it ends with, and then you can kill the baby, it's not a pro-life bill. 
That We did those for about 20 years and did nothing. Didn't save a single kid. All right, walk and chew gum, uh, don't wear white after Labor Day, and if it's 3 a.m. on a Thursday, you can kill your kid. I mean, just stupid stuff, just so a bunch of Republicans who aren't pro-life could claim otherwise, and they would have a talking point. But we gained no ground. We, we didn't pass a single, we have not put before the Supreme Court a piece of legislation that challenges the merits of Roe since Casey v. Pennsylvania, and that was in 1991. The year I graduated from high school. Aaron, where were you in 1991? I was negative two years old. Not even a zygote. Not even a fetus yet. Yes. That's the last time. Why? Because we did this. We played games. Political games. Talking points. Give me an issue. Rather than attacking the premise of the argument. What Christy Noem is attempting to do right now is replay that political playbook. And of course, I didn't mean in there. Okay. And since we watched this woman stand tall for a year against Anthony Fauci and COVID fascism, it's not like we know this woman doesn't have any balls. It's like we know, we know, we know, we know that. So many other governors ran and hid in the last year. She stood tall. So it's not like this is just another cowardly lioness in the Republican Party. So then you know something else is at, is at work here. And this is trying to pass a rich man, uh, you know, a camel through the eye of a needle is what this is. You're threading a needle that doesn't exist. She talks about a coalition. There's already two dozen states that are already formulating this legislation in their legislatures as we speak. Is that a coalition? Hmm. I think that's quite a coalition. That's half of the states of the union, 26 of them. That none of none of this is true. None of it. It's all fake news. Well, I mean, asking kids to present a birth certificate every year. I don't know. I had to present a birth certificate every year. I went to Little League every year. We, Todd, when you and I were growing up, late February, early March, went to Little League signups with our old man. What do we have with us? Our mitts and what was in the other hand? What do we have, Todd? That would be the birth That would be our birth certificate every single damn year. Yeah. Every time. Every time. That's a scam, too. None of this is true. It's an attempt to water down the issue into something she finds politically palatable and defensible. We've done that already. We let the, uh, we let the spirit of the age, we, we, we let them do that on morality. We let them do that on constitutionality. We let them do that on national sovereignty. See all these kids now uh, in, in Ziploc bags at the border. Uh, we let them do that on legality. What's the law? Laws, what are they? Election law. Does anybody in the country, do you know what election law is? Let me tell you. You want to know what voter fraud is? Let me show it to you. You voted for a bunch of Republicans in South Dakota and a Republican governor, and she went on Fox News last night and told you that you're actually governed by the NCAA and corporate interests instead. Now, if that ain't voter fraud, I don't know what is. Well, the NCAA and its defense has been so well run these many years. Indeed. Indeed. I've got a women's weight room to show you. Indeed. Yes. If, If that ain't voter fraud, I don't know what is. I mean, I would argue the Republican Party's been guilty of voter fraud for the last 25 years because they'll just bow down to anything, anything a judge says, anything. Who knew all those years you voted Republican that you were really getting the unelected decrees from the bowels of the depraved minds of pagan justices? That's some voter fraud for you right there. Congratulations. Your overlords are... The NCAA, 
in Overland Park, Kansas, even though you live in South Dakota. So we'll get more into this next hour because there's there's five key points because I believe what she's trying to do here is chart a path for others to join her. When she says she wants to start a coalition, I believe that. She wants to redefine the issue into something political, politically palatable that avoids a direct confrontation. Because, you know, you can obviously negotiate with people that have no idea what male and female means. They, they're, they're, those are people that are just full of distinctions, right? Accommodations and distinctions. I mean, just, they, they, just, they just reek of them. I mean, they just walk down the street. What was that? Oh, man, I lost another accommodation distinction. I got so many damn money. There's no damn any of them. There's falling out of me. Did it's she a ridiculous to, statement. Did she happen to say root and branch at all about oh, her intentions? come on now. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. So we will get more into this. She wants to redefine the issue. So a bunch of Republicans can claim they are for gender without being for it. Just like we let them for 20 years claim that they were pro-life without actually being it. Hell no. Because that's, that's, that, that's what we're up against. We're up against hell. Literally, you're up against hell. Literally. You gave up morality, constitutionality, national sovereignty, and legality. Hand them reality. Last one out. Fire up the Don Meredith back on Monday Night Football back in the day, boys. Turn out the lights. The party's over. Game over, man. As the great prophet Bill Paxton once said, that's where you'll be. But next hour, we're going to get more into this. I'm going to dissect it for you very tactically. Five key points that need to be exposed here because other Republicans are going to try this too. And you need to be in a position to slap them around, so that, metaphorically speaking, so that they can't. So that's coming up next hour. Elsewhere, what the hell is LGBTQI? What, what is that? What, what, what is that? What, what, I've never heard that before. I plus? Plus, plus literally, I think, just stands for all the things that they're missing in the first... That they haven't thought of yet? Seven parts of that acronym. Did you... Have you heard the I was added? No. Did... I didn't consent to that. Did you consent to giving them another letter? I did not, but it's all implied. Every letter of the alphabet. I'm sure one of the judges that Christy Nome believes we cannot possibly defeat uh, handed that to them, I'm sure. Um, Speaking of voter fraud... If I'm reading Sidney Powell's defense team correctly, her defense is only stupid rubes on the right, desperate for Cheeto Jesus to win the election, were going to buy into this grift, and reasonable people in a million years never understood these were not actual facts. This was just all political posturing to take advantage of a gullible audience. And we all do this in politics, and we all lie to our respective bases for uh, either personal or financial gain. So I can't be held accountable for just doing what everybody else does all the time. Is is that essentially her defense? Yeah, and let's just be honest. In a lot of courtrooms in America, that's probably her best defense. Hey, I didn't say... (laughs) It wasn't going to be successful. You get the right judge. Okay, fair yeah, I mean, fair I, mean I hate his voters too. And that's what I think. I think they're all rubes as well. All right, sold to the woman in the cold sweat. Yes, I mean, but that is essentially what they're saying, right? 
Hey, I mean, I'm just grifting off some rubes, man. I mean, this is just straight I, up a grift. I was told there would be a Kraken. Yeah. I mean, this is... I was assured you, with, with great aplomb. I, I'm not assured, admonished with great aplomb that I should not make fun of Sidney Powell during that time because just wait for things to play out. She hasn't made her case yet. All right. well, here's the case yeah, she's, she's making. It, yeah. She's making it. She's making it now. Um, Whoops. Yikes. Okay. Um... Can I, here's a, here's an uncomfortable follow-up question because we have to, just like a minute ago, I had, I've got to reconcile the Christine Ohm we saw stand tall for a year who's selling out here, right? Mm-hmm. How do you reconcile those things? And, and you start wanting to yourself that, um, so Christy went on Fox last night and said that we can't beat the judges, but she thought she could beat what we, at this time last year, we weren't sure. I mean, I, I looked at the data and I didn't believe it was, but could anybody say they were 100% sure at this time last year that this COVID wasn't the zombie apocalypse? Could any, we couldn't even say that, right? No. We, I mean, that's why we were even cautious in our own pushback, waiting to see more real-time data come in. Sure. And then you saw us get increasingly more aggressive as the year went on and more of that real-time data came in because we didn't trust anything from China. So, so she thought it might be a winnable it might be winnable to stand up to the worst pandemic since at least the Hong Kong flu, if not in a century, the Spanish flu, but just with some federal judge and Piscataway thinks that's just not a winnable fight. You can't reconcile those things. So you start wondering if, did she only just do that because she's just a chamber of commerce proxy and just thought this was a way for South Dakota to grow business wise while the rest of these States were shut down. We'll just economically take advantage of this and and use it to grow our state. I don't know, yes. but but when you when you you I have, to, you, have yes. to, you have to reconcile these these actions, right? Similarly with Sidney Powell, how do I reconcile this with? I would argue one of the most incredible legal wins on the right in recent memory, the exoneration of Mike Flynn, Michael Flynn. Is it possible that she just did that for a grift, and it, and then Whoops. lo and behold, <laughs> lo and behold. As Han Solo once said, it's true, all of it. They really did it. They really, they really did this to this guy, and they left the receipts. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Was that maybe just another grift? Yes. Just again, again, let me just grift off the the Trump rubes, and lo and behold, it turns out that they really were railroading. The feds were really, really framing and screwing this guy over. Occam's razor, baby. Because you, you have to reconcile those things, right? I mean, but. This is, in a way, what Harvey Weinstein did. When, remember what his original defense was? What his defense was? To donate to a bunch of groups going after the NRA. And Do you remember that? Yeah. He was essentially trying to make a reparation. This kind of reeks of that. Come on, man. We all know these Trump uh, rubes, uh, these Cheeto Jesus names. People are just, you know, a bunch of single-celled troglodytes. Can't blame a girl for trying to make a buck off these, off these mind, off the mind-numbed. Come on now. Really? That, that's really her. That, that, that's, that's basically her defense. Now you know why she didn't go on Tucker Carlson because she'd have gotten her. She gotten Christy Nomed on that show. <laughs> now you know why she stayed away. Um, narrator. The six feet of social distance is not the only thing they just made up out of thin air, folks. Much of the. See, what's happened is. The school issue has hurt them so badly 
Go back to the day they released that map from CDC, and I told you that is the turning of the tide there. Not a defensible position, and they've been on the defensive ever since. For much of America, that was enough. Enough, enough, enough. We'll figure it out, but I've got to get back to living some form of life, but enough. They've been on the defensive ever since. They've been tripping like Joe Biden going up the stairs to Air Force One all over themselves. And so now, now that, now that, now that the posse is encircling them, now the truth comes out. Oh, you know, we just kind of made this thing up out of thin air. You know, think about that. Think about the fact, how many of your kids struggled with depression, didn't get a prom, missed their final season of varsity sports, that first chair, they waited all those years, all those years you listened to them kill crows with that clarinet in their room and then they finally got good with it and it's their senior year and they're going to get first chair and they're going to perform for Nana and then Nana died during the time that the year was canceled. You'll never get that back over social distancing rules that they just made up out of thin air. Folks, this entire last year of mitigation efforts have been made up out of thin air. They've been BS from the beginning. They haven't followed science from the beginning. It's been a lot of things science would not be one of them. Boy, you are not short of reasons these days to be stressed out. But stressing out about your male pattern baldness and receding hairline no longer has to be one of them. The good news is that our friends over at Keeps can help by offering you the same doctor-recommended FDA hair loss treatment you get everywhere else, but they're the generic versions. So you're only going to pay about half the cost. And another great thing about the deal is the convenience. You do everything online, you answer a few questions, snap a few pics of your hair, and then a licensed doctor reviews your info and recommends the right hair loss treatment for you that's shipped directly to your door. So big savings with the generic versions, the convenience of doing it all from home online, even bigger savings when you first sign up. Half off. Your first order today half off your first order of hair loss treatments when you go to keeps.com slash grow that's k-e-e-p-s for keeps.com slash grow again that's keeps.com slash grow john daniel davidson is here with us from the federalist he among others trying to get to the bottom of whatever in the sam hill is going on at the u.s southern border right now john good to have you back with us here on blaze tv how are you doing well thanks for having me so, John, I want to I want to propose something cynical and sinister, but I think is potentially true. You remember the phrase we used a lot in the Obama years, or at least I did the cloward pivoting of America. Remember that phrase? You hear that, you know, cloward and Piven were two um, married, uh, radically left wing professors at Columbia University. What former president attended Columbia University? Remember who went to that school? Wasn't that, wasn't that Barack Obama? Isn't that where he did his undergrad, I believe? Was it Columbia? Um, so. And their theory was that Americans would never take full-born statism. And so, therefore, the modest efforts of a welfare state, of a great society, essentially had to be overrun with, with inefficiencies and inequalities so that ultimately the, American, the system would collapse, the American people would give themselves over to total statism. I think Obamacare was devised with that in mind. 
I think that its goal was to destabilize the healthcare system. And if you look now, we've actually lost the polling on Americans who want government control of healthcare compared to where this issue was just in the last decade. I think and wonder is the same thing occurring at the border. I mean, yeah, it looked funny. The Obamacare website crashed and everything else. And yeah, they lost a thousand seats on Obamacare, but now it's really never going anywhere, really. To some extent, the regs will always be there, even without the mandates or the uh, the, 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 the the fees, the fines. Um, is the same thing happening at the border? Hey, if you want open borders, just show people that these border laws are largely unenforceable. Look what happens. The only way out here is just to have an open border. What are your thoughts, John? I think the problem with the border and the difference maybe between something like uh, the, the Affordable Care Act not working and, and Obamacare website crashing and the border is that unlike something like healthcare or another maybe domestic policy uh, agenda item like uh, you know the Paris Climate Accords or the Clean Power Plan or these other Obama era big kind of statist programs that they wanted to push through at the border events get out of control quickly mm -hmm. and the narrative gets away from you quickly and unlike these other policies you have very dramatic images and scenes at the border that uh, routinely come out whenever there's a crisis. It happened in 2014, it happened in 2019, and it's happening again. Just this morning, Customs and Border Protection released dozens of photos from inside these tent facilities, but they only did it as damage control after a Democratic congressman released photos of his own trip to one of these facilities uh, on Monday and basically kind of called the administration's bluff saying, you know, these are unacceptable conditions that you're keeping all of these teenagers and children in these tents. They're crowded in these rooms, sleeping on the floor. Basically the same kind of images that we saw in 2019 uh, and in 2018 when Trump was denounced for kids in cages. I think it's more attributable to incompetence and a naive belief on the part of Biden officials that if they just say the magic words, uh, you know, don't cross the border now, wait until we kind of put these policies in place, that that migrants will actually listen to them. Uh, and I think it's also born of a misunderstanding at what's driving migration. It's not just conditions in Central America. It is the network of cartels and cartel-associated smugglers and those organizations that make billions of dollars a year trafficking migrants through Mexico into the United States. It's big business. Mm -hmm. They have very powerful incentives to uh, keep people coming across the border. And they take advantage of policy changes and changes in party in the United States. And that's what's happening right now. I don't think the Biden administration realizes all that. Yeah. See, I think you just touched on why, even if this is an intentional cloward and pivoting of a problem to get to a policy outcome leftists have wanted for a long, long time, this is different than Obamacare. That's a one-on-one -on -one transaction between you and the system. All right. We've got variables included here uh, you meant i mean my friend congressman chip roy down on the border over the weekend while a human trafficking is literally going on as he is conducting an interview they they turn around and someone's being trafficked right there over their shoulder so we've got yeah. a third we got third party outliers here as bad actors that get in the way if you just wanted to cynically overrun the system with illegals who are trying to escape 
parts of the world none of us want to move to. Uh, so yeah. you just and, and 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 they're all victims. And this was to make a statement. And clearly, we've got enough largesse to do something about this and open the border to help all these people. If that's all that was coming across, your cloward pivoting would work, similar to what happened with the Affordable Care Act. But that's yeah. not what's going on at the border. It's not even a controlled chaos. It's just chaos because of these third party actors. And now we're now we're you know um, I, I don't believe there's a direct route between uh, the Iran and the U.S. Um, so now we're now we're you know grabbing Iranians and everything else. That even People if you intended to do that, world. yeah, it, it's 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 out of your hands now. And, he, and wait, this is this is the ahead. mistake. This is the mistake that Democrats make when it comes to the border. Uh, the the kind of condescension and the kind of uh, arrogant attitude they have. They think that that migrants, people on the south side of the Rio Grande, people in Mexico and Central America, have no agency. Mm-hmm. They have agency and they have incentives. And and in a, in many ways, they and the smugglers and the cartels are the ones who dictate whether or not our border is quiet or chaotic. And it's always been that way. Mm-hmm. Aaron, the clip you showed during your montage, that was Martha Raddatz, wasn't it? That's correct. During, through that mask. So, John, before you came on, we, we always start the show off with a highlight montage or low light, depending on your perspective, of what the last 24 hours of news has been while we've been off the air. And, I mean, it wasn't too long ago, Martha Raddatz shows up in full hijab in downtown Tehran to mourn a state funeral for a freaking fiend and terrorist who's probably in hell right now as we speak. This is how much this narrative has gotten away from the Biden administration. That Martha Raddatz, Tehran Martha, is now down at the border interviewing people on camera, literally saying, hey, if Donald Trump was still president, I wouldn't be here. I only came here because Joe Biden told me to and won. If it's that bad that Martha Raddatz has gone from Tehran in a hijab to wearing a mask on the Rio Grande and putting people on national television admitting this, how bad has this narrative gotten away from the Biden administration? It's completely gotten away from them that they should have known it. They should have known it when Biden came into office and signed all those executive orders. And almost immediately, a 9,000 person caravan formed in Honduras chanting Biden, Biden, Biden. Uh, now, that, that caravan was largely broken up by the time they got into Mexico. Uh, but Elements of them filter up and smaller groups end up at the border and getting across the border. Uh, The writing was on the wall the whole time, not just with Biden's executive orders, but when you campaign, you know, Biden and every other Democratic candidate campaigned all year on uh, repealing Trump's border policies, on opening up our asylum laws, on opening up the border. Messaging matters on the border more than policy. And the reason it does is because we haven't secured our border. We haven't secured our border in in 100 years. And so the messages that go out matter almost as much as the policies that are put in place. And when your message is, hey, if we get power, we're going to undo Trump's strict border policies and we're going to be you know, compassionate. Well, there's a, a whole host of people that are ready to take advantage of that. Smugglers take advantage of it to sell people on the idea that they can get them into the United States and they can stay. They charge them anywhere from $2,000 to $20,000, depending on what part of the world they're from, right? Uh, family members who get into the U.S. under these new policies then communicate it back to the sending communities. Yep, we got in. We're, we're you know, in Chicago or Florida or New York or wherever it is that we're, we're going to. Go ahead and, you know, send for the children. A lot of these unaccompanied children who are coming across, most of them teenage boys, aren't being sent by their parents. Mm-hmm. They're being sent for. Their parents are here 
in the United States and they're paying smuggling networks to bring their children to them here in the in the United States. So the uh, part of the reason the narrative has gotten away from the, the Biden administration is because, as I said before, the Biden administration and a lot of Democrats and frankly, a lot of Republicans and people in Washington don't have a full grasp of what the border is and how it works and, and who's in charge. So we've had this debate for the better part of the last decade uh, between don't we need cheap, unskilled labor um, uh, or shouldn't we be uh, an even more expansive welfare state, right? That's been what a lot of this debate has been. And it, it's that sounds great here inside of our own libertarian or left-wing think tanks. But we're ignoring, which you have already pointed out, John, there are other parties with a stake here uh, about what the business conducted at the border, you can come up with any sorts of chamber of commerce or uh, you know bleeding heart, no high-minded ideals of what you know should be the purpose of the U.S. southern border and who should be able to access it. But as long as we have people with nefarious intent operating down there, you know, with little to no impediment, these are really just irrelevant talking points. Yeah, unfortunately, the people who are making them, the Chamber of Commerce types, big business, industrial agriculture, major national construction firms, hotel chains, uh, those are the kinds of groups and the kinds of people that that have clout in Washington that get listened to. And it's largely because of those people that we haven't had any significant immigration reform since 1965. There is a bipartisan consensus that mass illegal immigration and the cheap labor that it brings to this country are a good thing. At least they're a good thing for the corporate class and for the donor class. And that's why you never saw Republican majorities do anything on immigration reform. That's why you never saw any kind of like meaningful legislation come out, even when the Trump administration uh, had both houses of Congress controlled by Republicans. You know, you, you, you don't see this stuff because there is a very interested parties on this side of right. the border that would like to continue mass illegal immigration for their own purposes. So Republicans weren't even interested in the stuff that their Republican president was talking about when he won the election. Many of them weren't for it for the reasons you articulated, but because of his tough rhetoric and reputation, there was a border dust up early in his administration, but by and large things with, well, I, I don't want to say were peaceful. Uh, the acceptable amount of collateral damage uh, that we had grown accustomed to was, was sort of maintained. Is that fair? Sort of the uh, vile detente that we had, we had decided to look the other way. But now another, and now a new guy comes in and says, commence o festival, and now literally every Band-Aid's been ripped off, and now this is all out in the open now. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we did see, you know, sort of wild swings during the Trump administration. The 2019 surge was huge. It was, uh, you know, the biggest in 20 years. Um, and, and it was only stopped because Trump had, you know, sort of, flew into a rage when he saw a group of a thousand migrants cross a, a group of a thousand people at once cross in El Paso. I, I think, I don't think people can really imagine what, what that's like or what the border patrol kind of like capacity is. It is not set up to handle a thousand people, um, process them, house them or anything. And when that happens, when a thousand people get sent across and they are sent across by cartel associated smugglers and cartel networks, they are being sent sent across at a specific time for a specific reason because the cartel has something else they want to do five miles down the line and they would like to tie up 
all federal resources, which is a good way to do that, sending across a group like that. Trump threatened tariffs on Mexico if they didn't do something, which no president had ever done, because that's not how we're supposed to interact with Mexico, because it's a peer country, mm -hmm. which is a ridiculous thing to, to say and to think. Um, but without that kind of like, you know, unorthodox approach to border security, we never would have got the 2019 surge under control. And, and even with that, you know, uh, relying on Mexico is not a long-term strategy because the final months of the Trump administration, we saw the number of illegal crossings creeping up. And then when Biden took office, they skyrocketed. Hmm. Great work, uh, John. Appreciate what you do with The Federalist. And uh, you're covering an issue that they're doing the be their best not to let you cover. So keep up the good work, man. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thoughts on that conversation, gentlemen? When he said the border is not enforced by policy it's enforced by messaging yeah. that is basically an exact interpretation of what you say this is not a nation of laws it's a nation of political will right and so since there was a hint that maybe trump was crazy enough to do the stuff he just yep. talked or mm -hmm. tweeted about that kept some of this at bay remove all of that though there's no threat of stick whatsoever and it's all carrot look what happens when you dangle that out there aaron yep and that's why you that's why you saw with some disappointments uh, of the trump administration with border security that's why you saw some of the steady increase in illegal crossings but that messaging is incredibly important because these are human beings too they might be fleeing uh, terrible violence torn countries from where they are it's also a really, really, really risky trip to go up to the southern border. You're interacting with maybe more dangerous people than you ever were in your home country. So if I'm going to make that trip and uh, they're not going to even let me in or sniff the border once I get there, what, what was that all about? So the messaging is absolutely correct. Um, the, the messaging aspect of this is absolutely um, is absolutely correct in, in the Biden administration. Bleeding heart liberals or something more nefarious, it's just been a mess, a wreck. We've done this with immigration and, and virtually every issue of consequence. This idea that you know the, the natural law is different from, say, the laws of, of, of physics. If, if I violate gravity the first time, there will be a penalty. It just depends on how high is the perch from which I violated it. OK, there's this notion that if I get away with violating natural law and I, and I get away with it for a certain period of time, then it must be natural law does not exist because I got away with it. But in the end, the check comes due. The bill arrives, may not arrive in your timetable. Sometimes it's its arrival is delayed in the hopes that you'll figure out this is stupid and I need to stop before the bill arrives. But then when it's clear that you won't figure that out, the author of the, of and finisher of the natural law will send the bill. The bill is arriving. So this idea, we've been having a debate about immigration is, do we need the unskilled labor? Are we a bleeding heart country? The whole debate's irrelevant. We've got a border that is more in control of uh, more controlled by drug cartels than our own government. You're having, you're not debating anything. Same thing's going on here with Christy Nome, and I'll explain in a moment.
And we're back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Email the program to do so. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email us. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. You can also uh, choose the free speech alternatives to those platforms if you'd like. Just look for my name, Steve Dace, on Gab, MeWe, and Parler. And if you're looking for clips of the program, go to youtube.com slash Steve Dace or rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. For those of you that enjoy the podcast, thank you very much. We would ask you to show how much you appreciate the podcast, though, by doing something for us. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast platform there. Uh, Leave us a five-star review if you like it, if you think the podcast is a good beat and you can dance to it. Because the more of those we get, the more uh, it will help the show and the podcast to grow. Algorithms, management, overlords, Skynet, I can't make sense of it, but I'm just told it helps. First of all, and my ego likes to check every now and then and see the numbers go up. So just do it for our fragile male egos if for no other reason. Uh, this portion of the show brought to you by our friends over at Omega XL, whether it's back, knees, neck, shoulder pain for me, it's a left hip flexor, whatever the underlying issue is with soreness, stiffness of joints, pain, etc. Chances are, unless it's an injury, like you're falling down the stairs like Joe Biden, go to a doctor, all right? But if it's not that, um, if it's just something you chronically deal with, chances are the cause is inflammation and you got to defeat that inflammation or it can cause permanent damage. And that's where an outstanding product like Omega XL comes in backed by 35 years of clinical research. It's what I use to combat the inflammation that causes my pain, which is why Todd and Aaron don't hear me complain anymore when I come in after workouts, not even on leg day like it was today. All right. So if you're tired of the suffering and and hey, the, the topical rubs, the pain relievers, they work in dealing with the symptoms, but they don't attack the cause. And that's where Omega XL comes in. And you can try it right now. Buy one bottle, get a second one for free at OmegaXL.com slash Steve. That's OmegaXL.com slash Steve. Get buy one, get one free. And you can also give them a call at 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. A quick disclaimer before we get to this week's uh, fake news or not. My inbox has already received several notes from people claiming I am being unfair to Christine O. Now, you're not offering me any specific reasons why you think that's the case. You're just claiming that's the case. I had hoped that we had evolved beyond this as an audience, as a show, as a platform, as a movement. But in case we have not, let me reiterate. I don't care about Christino. I don't care about Ted Cruz, and he's my friend, talking in the political game. I don't care about Ron DeSantis. I don't care about Donald Trump. I care about me, my family, and my country. You care about those things the same way I do. We're on the same side. And if and when you don't, we're not. I don't need someone left to vote for. I'm about five minutes away from going full Jason Whitlock and becoming a non-voting American. I'm just so fed up with the whole damn thing. All right? Especially now if we're going to live in an era where they can just harvest ballots whenever they want. What the hell am I making so many enemies for? But that's my own personal lament. We can deal with it another time. But I, I don't need a hero. You know, you grow up like I do. On a given day, I didn't know if my dad 
was beating the piss out of me or taking me to Cedar Point. When you grow up like that, you learn, don't have any heroes. I don't really have any. Okay? So, I don't need someone to vote for. I don't need someone to like. I don't need to know who's the, who's the hotness for 2024. I don't, I don't care. I just want to know what the truth is. I'm in the business of the truth. That's what I'm in the business for. There were other times in my career I was in the business of impacting partisan elections and things of that nature. I'm not in that business anymore. That's a path to nowhere. It's more lucrative than this one, but you know, I'd, I'd like to put my head down on my pillow and have, be able to look my kids at night and look my kids in the eye the next morning. So I'm not in that business anymore. So I don't care who your matinee idols are. I don't care. Those arguments don't work on me. I don't care. doesn't mean what I'm about to share with you is right, but you're going to have to come up with a better argument on the merits. Not, hey, she's a smoke show. Yes, she is. I don't care. Last year, she was phenomenal on the COVID stuff. In fact, we're about to release a book that is complimentary of her on the COVID stuff because she was good on that and she's bad on this. You know, players have good games and then the next game when they have a bad game, we don't talk about, remember the last game we had a good game? We don't do that, do we? Not often. No, we, we talk about the game that you sucked because we lost that game. Just like when, you, when, when you're good, we don't go back and rehash a game where you sucked last week. All right. All these decisions are transactional, moment by moment, day by day. All right. So here's all I care about. If you agree with me, I agree with you, which is why I now share DMs on Twitter with Naomi Wolf. Okay. If you don't agree with me, guess what? No matter how many other times we previously agreed, I don't agree with you. That's it. That's my standard. Nothing else works on me, not your pleas. In fact, I take them as recognition that I stepped on your idol and I'm right. And the only thing I did was not smash this idol sooner. Okay? So that won't work on me. They won't. I know I'd be richer if I did things your way. But again, I'm not soulless, so I won't. Fair? Fair. Fair. All right. So once it's been a few years since we've reiterated that. But based on my inbox, I felt like we just needed to reset that. So let's get to it. Fake news or not. And of course, what you're watching is Christy Nome, who was fantastic last year on COVID. Now suddenly getting weak in the knees on the first fundamental fact of all of human existence. The, the first thing that has ever said about any human being, regardless of race, creed, color, religion, ethnicity, geography. Uh, historically, no matter what time period you were ever born in, the first thing ever declared, the first fact ever declared about any human being, it's a boy, it's a girl. So on a novel coronavirus, she stood tall. But on the first fundamental fact of human existence preordained thousands of years before this thing called the United States of America ever existed, Suddenly now, suddenly now she's weak in the knees. I believe there's five things you need to look for here. Because there's a playbook that's being attempted. And it's been tried before. It loses every single time. And it will lose here, which is why we cannot permit it to occur. That's why I want to share this with all of you. 
know these five things to know about Christy Nome's fake news so that your friendly neighborhood Republican doesn't try this on you. Number one, Christy Nome is surrendering the premise of the argument, which means she is surrendering the issue. Whoever's premise is determined and accepted in an argument has won the argument. Doesn't mean the argument's over. It may continue on and on and on, but you've lost. It's just a matter of how long you want to continue losing. On the life issue, we made all kinds of arguments for decades. Does the fetus feel pain? What, what condition was it conceived? We never really asked the question, when does life begin? Well, it can only begin at the beginning. That, that's when life begins. Really complicated. It begins at the beginning. That's when it begins. And so from the beginning, therefore, it is a life. When we started arguing about conditions for abortion, we were actually arguing the premise of the baby butchers at Planned Parenthood. That's what they believe. In certain conditions, certain uh, situations, it's okay to kill children. We lost the argument for 20 years. It's only been in recent years with things like, hey, doesn't a heartbeat signify life? We're, We're back to, again, arguing our premise. When does life begin? That's the premise. We're not in favor of statist in, in, uh, in coercion against individual autonomy. The only reason we would be in favor of it in the case of abortion is it's not an individual. It's another person. She is doing the same thing here. She is saying, well, for high school aged children, uh, we're going to do this. But when they reach adulthood, uh, that's outside of our jurisdiction and we'll lose in court to the NCAA. Now, I'm aware of the fact, maybe she's not, there are actually kids in high school who are of the age of majority, 18, who vote, enter into contracts. What's going to happen if you go down this road is they're going to sue. Well, I'm, I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm an adult. Just because I'm in high school, I, I, you know, I, I, can't, um, I, I can't castrate myself and become a girl. And they're going to win because you surrendered the premise. And then this will just get... Right into the high schools, too, so you won't protect anybody. And then they're going to hit you with the propaganda of, hey, this poor kid was struggling with their gender identity. You refused. They didn't want to give up their sport, their cause, their extracurricular activity. And so they didn't get the surgery that would have made them whole and they committed suicide. You lost. You lost. This doesn't work. You cannot surrender the premise of your argument. Either men are men and women are women or they're not. There's only two types of people on this earth, men and women. There have never been any other kinds of people, nor will there ever be any others. Either that is true or it isn't. We gave up the premise of the argument on morality. Now here we are. We gave up the premise of our argument on constitutionality. Now it's a dead letter. We gave up our premise on national sovereignty. And now we've got scores of kids in aluminum foil. We gave up our premise on legality. And now voter laws, what are they? Give up your premise on reality? Sanity? There's nothing left to give up. That's it. So she's already surrendering the premise. College girls, sucks to be you. Tough break, honey. Second thing to know about this. She is telling South Dakotans 
that no matter what the courts and unelected judges rule, no matter how insane or heinous it may be, she will impose it on you as the law, quote unquote. Now, if that's not voter fraud, I don't know what is. How many of y'all voted for the federal judge in the 666th district of Babylon out there in San Francisco to be your governor? How many of you? So when that, so when so when that pagan decides that boys are girls and girls are boys, you out there in rural South Dakota, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Sucks to be you. What if they decided, hey, we can kill every every baby named Christy? I'm sure if Christy was here today, she'd say, Steve, that's crazy. You're right. Instead, the court said we could kill any baby with any name. And we've been doing it since 1973. So it's crazy to think we just limit it to the Christies. We've been killing them all. Anything, anything, no matter how insane, no matter how depraved, courts will impose on the people of South Dakota. Your governor has told you now on national television, she will impose it on you. Period. So there's some voter fraud. You're not governed by your governor or your legislature. You're governed by judges, and a lot of them federal. Nowhere near the state of South Dakota. There's some voter fraud for you. They need a dominion machine for that one. Number three, she is telling South Dakotans that they are not governed by their duly elected representatives, but by the NCAA and special, see that as corporatist interests, that they never voted for. Again, if that's not voter fraud, I don't know what is. When you went on the ballot and said, Christy, no. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Was, was her running mate, the LG candidate, NCAA president, Mark Emmert? Was, that, was, she on the, was, was, was he on the ballot? Amazon, Jeff Bezos, was he on the ballot? No? Weird. Because that's who's running the state of South Dakota right now. She told you that. Corporatist inter- interests are what's in charge. This is what Mike Pence did on religious liberty. Hey, we got to have the final four here. So I guess First Amendment, who needs it? That's exactly what Mike Pence did in Indiana when he was governor. So you're not, you're not actually being governed by who you voted into office. You're being governed by corporatists, woke organizations that were never on the ballot but they, they showed enough sugar to your elected representatives, so they handed, abrogated the authority you gave to them to impose their values on you instead. And again, if that's not voter fraud, then I don't know what is. Number four, she is cynically attempting to hijack this issue, like what the Republican Party did to the pro-life issue in the 1990s, when we went from Operation Rescue in the 1980s to pro-life with exceptions. It took us 20 plus years to recover the pro-life issue from that scam. We are finally pushing real pro-life issues and legislations all over the country. I believe it was the governor of Arkansas recently just said he signed into law a bill specifically to go after and challenge Roe in the courts. We have not done that since 1992 Casey v. Pennsylvania, and that was a Democrat governor. That's why they booed him off the stage at the 1992 Democratic Convention. He was the last true pro-life Democrat. Maybe the governor of Louisiana is there. Who knows? But that's how long it's been. My producer Aaron wasn't born yet in 1992. I was graduating from high school. 
That's how long it took us to recover the pro-life issue from GOP party hacks that just wanted to use it as a talking point. That's what they're trying to do with this. Another GOP talking point to redefine the issue as pro-sanity with exceptions. Well, of course men aren't women and women aren't men. Until they turn 18 and then they are. Can't do anything about it. Not popular, doesn't pull well. That's exactly what's going on here. We create a new politically palatable classification. Pro-sanity with exceptions. No. We've been pro-constitution with exceptions. Now we don't have one. We've been pro-border enforcement with exceptions. Now we don't have one. We've been pro-morality with exceptions. I learned today they've now added the letter I to the alphabet soup. I didn't know that occurred. No. We're losing a civilization here, folks, which brings me to point number five. This isn't about political purity versus pragmatism. That is a GOP hack line of thought I see being re-dug up and propagated and perpetuated, sponsored by Mitch Root and Branch McConnell. No. This is about cultural survival, folks. Sanity versus insanity. There is no accommodating this on any level because it's not going to accommodate you. It's not. Do you think the people pushing this are going to be like, you know what, South Dakota, they're right. You know, 14-year-old kids shouldn't be getting their balls cut off. That's probably ridiculous. You're right. The president who stood there when a mother brought him their, his, their, her, her eight-year-old son and said, what do you think about me castrating my, my kid? And in between, you know, dementia pills applauded it. You're right. Reasonable, distinctive distinctions they're just full of them no they're gonna march you right into court as a bunch of bigots anyway you'll gain nothing from this anyway nothing from it anyway because you're up against people that are not arguing over a mere political ideology they want a new reality you are trying to find a distinction that doesn't exist There is no accommodating this on any level. It is the final latch on Pandora's box. It's the final hill to die on because we surrendered all the others. Lose here and you lose, period. We have let them redefine everything else. Morality, constitutionality, national sovereignty, legality. Let them redefine reality too. Last went out. Turn out the lights. This is the same game plan That's been done on virtually every other issue. The only issue we didn't let the Republican Party do this to us on was the Second Amendment. And lo and behold, that's the only damned issue we've made any headway on in the last 25 years of activism. All the rest of them were worse off than we were when Reagan left office in 1989. We have to stop this. We have to stop this. Some issues, some of them are bigger than your matinee idols, are bigger than your Fox News all-stars, are bigger than a talking point that gives me my jollies so I can own the libs. This is one of them. In fact, it's the last damn one left because we've surrendered all the others. Given on this too, and it won't just be Christy Nome who's fake news. Every one of us looking at our own reflection will be as well. Those are my thoughts. Todd and Aaron, let's see you. You know, within the last year, 
She said, you know, I trust the people of South Dakota. Why doesn't she trust them now? She said, there are rights that go beyond me and that aren't mine to infringe. Why isn't that the case now? When she was on Tucker yesterday and she kept throwing out, like, Steve, when you talk about the Jehovah's Witnesses, just no matter how Tucker tried to tack, she kept talking about two things, legal scholars, she said it over again, and this bureau, bureaucratic ease, style and form uh, adjustments. I tell you what, if that's your only argument about against the transgender zombies, you're already dead. I mean, you're, ju- you're just dead man walking. There is no life in you yet to save. Because haven't you learned anything? Does, have they, do you really think that's going to put the brakes on who they are and what they are? They're locusts. They're coming for it all. And South Dakota was being widely viewed to replace a place like Texas. That's been in the conversation for the last year. I, I, I don't know what happened to you other than that Chamber of Commerce uh, apparently is full of the same kind of New York shills right there in wherever you are, Sioux Falls. It, that might be hard to believe, but apparently th- this virus that has nothing to do with coronavirus, it's just about this gated community effect that I talked about before. That can't be your bottom line in life, ever. And if it is, sooner or later, you lose it all. So there are a couple of arguments um, on on the Noam side of the issue. Well, one is an argument. It's not a very good one. And then the other one is just butthurt, in my opinion. The main argument is, well, with uh, the issue of abortion, um, we uh, we wouldn't ever encourage uh, governors to sign a bill into law that would have no shot at overturning Roe v. Wade in the courts. So why are, don't we apply that same logic that same logic to this issue. Well, first of all, that's that's dumb. That's a false choice because I think the next step, if if we don't get any legislation, you mentioned Arkansas, but if we never get any legislation, the next step is for governors and state legislatures to say, come at me, bro. Yes. That's the next step. So yep. that's already a false choice. Yep. But secondly, there is no, and that I'm aware of anyway, there is no uh, court ruling fig leaf that says a boy is a girl and a girl is a boy that you can point to like the pro-death crowd can point to or the pro-life, some some of the pro-life community can can point to with Roe v. Wade. There's not, there's not that precedent that I know of anyway. So that's already a false choice. It's a terrible argument. The second one is, well... It's not fair for us to label Christy Noam as a rhino when she's with us on this issue 75% of the way. That's just butthurt, guys. If you're saying that about this issue, if it was if it was the minimum wage, would we be having this entire half-hour segment talking about Christy Noam's equivocation uh, dissembling on the issue of the minimum wage or the um, top top uh, corporate tax rate no we wouldn't guys this is not about policy this is not about policy this is about reality if you can't even get your elected 
representatives, which God bless them in the state of South Dakota, most of them could. And in a lot of other places, most of them could. But if you can't get your governor to act affirmatively, like take a step forward, not just throw up a shield and try to go on defense. You can't get your governor to affirmatively act to defend reality, like take some something back from the left. You don't you don't have reality anymore. Everything is redefined at that point. And I think that's a, that's something that way too many, a shocking number of people, at least that I'm seeing, are not exactly getting right now. Either because they like Christy Noem, the person, the politician, um, or for some other reason as well. This is not about her. This is not about policy. This is about reality. That's That's all there is to it. And if you can't affirmatively say, with no holds barred, a boy's a boy, a girl's a girl then you're really, really not worth mm-hmm. the office that you hold. I'm sorry. You're just not. I totally agree. Certainly not for the times yep. we're in right here. Absolutely. I got three teenagers, man. I'm about to send one of them, move it out of my house in a few weeks, go get her own place. I'm sorry, not sorry. I don't have time for your matinee idols. I don't have time for games. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be marrying teenage daughters and welcoming grandkids into the world. I don't have time. We don't have time for this. Looking at my inbox... Now, the vast majority of, 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 of people understand the principle at stake here, but it, the, the, the sliver of those defending her, it's, I'm wrong about Gnome. I'm sorry. Is Christy Gnome the issue? Or is the no. issue the issue? What's the merit of her cause? I've read her argument. She, she gave out 22 tweets in a thread. 400 words. That's six times the length of the First and Second Amendments combined. I watched her on Tucker Carlson last night. She doesn't have an argument. Her people want me to have her on. I don't want to do it. I will if you ask me to. You know why I don't want to do it? Because I like her and I don't want to destroy her. But I will. I will. Because I'm just going to ask a simple question. Christy, what would a judge, what would a federal judge of the Supreme Court decree that you would not enforce? And then just wait for the answer. Because that's really the argument here. You guys, you guys that are falling in on this are falling for a sideshow. The real argument here is, is there anything, anything at all, anything? The Emancipation Proclamation was Abraham Lincoln's personal veto of the Dred Scott decision. We're not doing that heinous decision here. We're not doing that anymore. In letter from a Birmingham jail, a bunch of white pastors send a note to Martin Luther King Jr. telling him to wait. Wait like with Brown versus Board of Education. Wait for the wait for the segregation cases, the Jim Crow cases. Wait for them to make their way through the courts. Your non-peaceful, non-violent protests, you're going to jail, causing a stir. And I think he wrote one of the singular greatest works of the 20th century in response to them. Letter from a Birmingham jail. And he points out, anything that doesn't square with the law of nature and nature's God is not law and should not be enforced and obeyed, period. And that is a tradition that goes to the very beginnings of Western civilization because it comes from the Judeo-Christian morality Western civilization comes from. 
Why did the Founding Fathers invoke the laws of nature and nature's God at the beginning of the Declaration and then close it with a firm reliance on divine providence? Because they were acknowledging there is a higher law here that really adjudicates their disputes with King George. So, Governor, is there anything, any craziness, anything that a judge in some federal jurisdiction would attempt to impose on your people that you would not enforce upon them, that you would not subject them to any level of evil, any wickedness at all? And the answer for her and all of these Republicans is always no. And that's why we kill a thousand kids a day. That's why you're governed by rot gut in the schools. This is why. It's why I led the way with some others in getting rid of judges in our state who tried to do this. Still the only time that's ever happened successfully in American history. When a state stood up and said, we're not doing that here. What would you say no to? What would it be? Hell, we didn't even let him change the, the language on the marriage certificates. What would you say no to? Her answer is, apparently, just her own constituents. You know, trying to sell your home in any environment can be challenging. That's why you need a real estate agent who will come in and take charge, number one. But then number two, recognize that they work for you, not the other way around. But then number three, can deliver the results that they promise. Not easy to find that agent you can trust, is it? Well, thankfully, there's a place you can go to find them, and the name kind of says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com is exactly the website you need for these unprecedented times. Bing. You thought I was going to forget, didn't you? Oh, about five seconds ago, I did, but then I saw her coming. Because I was actually going to forget. And then I saw you at the ready, and I'm like, don't forget. All right. So, uh, realestateagentsitrust.com, a lot of these are agents that are just folks like you in the audience. They just happen to work in the real estate market. Uh, you know, and they're like, hey, we, we heard about some of the problems Glenn Beck and his friends were having with real estate agents coming through for them when they needed them the most. Give us a try. We, we, we're in the audience. We have the same values you do. So, we got your back. And we can find you just about anywhere in the country that you're looking uh, to relocate. We can find you an agent that you can trust at realestateagentsitrust.com. Make sure you go in with an agent you can trust. You can find them at realestateagentsitrust.com. I want to share with you this legal analysis of Christy Gnomes. This reminds me of Mike Pence's fix of the Religious Liberty Bill in Indiana. That actually, um, the, uh, the, I think it was uh, the Family Research Council researched it at the time and said this is actually going to make it worse on religious liberty uh, in Indiana, his so-called fix. Her fix in South Dakota, just to put a, fi- a final point on this, uh, this is some legal analysis sent to me by our good friend Bob Vanderplatz, right, who is, works with family policy organizations and legal organizations all over the country here through the family leader, all right? Her quote-unquote fix of this bill is going to make it worse. Listen to these talking points. Uh, Her promised veto, quote, removes the enforcement mechanism. It leaves no avenue. Listen to this. Listen to this. It leaves no avenue for a parent or female athlete to take legal action against a left-wing school district that decides to ignore the law. See, we had this in Iowa. We had some school districts that decided they were going to ignore the laws that they had to reopen. Now, thankfully, our governor fought them tooth and nail. 
But how many of you are living in places like, say, Texas, where they got rid of the mask mandate statewide, but they locally just still impose it on you at the exact same time? All right. That's what's going to happen here. You're going to see left wing school districts are going to say, well, we, we think boys are girls and girls are boys. Well, the enforcement mechanism against that for you to take legal action against your school district, if they decide they're not going to enforce this law is removed from the bill. It's toothless from the very beginning, from the very beginning. So get this. So so just to connect the dots, Christy Nome, anything, anything, one of these pagan judges conjures up, we imp- I will impose on you anything. I will impose on you. But if some left-wing school district decides that they don't want to do my law, um, I'll let them impose that too. So you're screwed on both ends. She'll impose whatever the courts decree on you. And then when they, when on the other side, when they defy her, nothing can be done about it. You can't go to the courts for a remedy. Number two, it removes college sports, a giant omission because of the threat of an NCAA lawsuit and her fear of losing out on hosting conference championships. You cannot serve both reality and mammon. You will hate one and love the other, love one and hate the other, but you will not serve both masters. And then number three, it would force reliance on birth certificates for determining who is eligible to participate in girls' sports. But in South Dakota, it is possible for someone to change their gender on that birth certificate. And then, therefore, this determination would leave a gaping loophole. Hey, I'm a girl. It says it right here on my birth certificate. I changed it. So not bringing in the birth certificate they gave you at your birth, the one you've changed. In other words, this bill is nothing. It barely rates as a fig leaf. I'm sorry if you were pining your hopes away on her for the future. I'm sorry if this hurts her presidential aspirations in the future. But do you know whose fault that is? There's a guy named Steve Dace, and then there's the person whose fault it is. Christy Gnomes. It's her fault. She did this. When you boil it all down, essentially Christy Nome's argument, her case is is twofold. Number one, the NCAA and woke corporations are too powerful and we want their money, so bow the knee. That's number one. And then number two, there is literally nothing, nothing at all, nothing. Cutting the balls off of children even, nothing. Nothing at all that a court could not decree that I will not impose on you as a citizen of South Dakota. Those are essentially her arguments. That's her case. And that's been the team GOP case for decades. And it's why we're at the two-minute warning for America, folks. We're at the two-minute warning for America. We don't have any more time for this, man. Not In past years, I might have been nicer because that's somebody I like. I might have explained it over the course of days. Don't have time. We're out of time. We're out of time, man. We got kids in aluminum foil. We're out of time. People getting arrested in Galveston, Texas. Texas for not wearing a mask. We're out of time. Time's up. We don't have time for any more niceties. Do or do not. There is no try. Either you're part of the solution or you're part of the problem. And if that's you, don't move. Stay right where you are. We want to run over you on the way to where we're going. Okay? That's all the time we have. That's, we don't have any more time.
We don't have any more time. Who's the next big thing? What's going on in the next three or four years? Out of time. We're done. This is it. We're out of time. No more time. I'm in no mood, frankly, to talk about Pop Culture Tuesday, so we're not. Zack Snyder cut a Justice League really good there. We talked about it. Um, we're going to talk more about this. We are dangling on a precipice here, folks. We don't. We don't have time for this, folks. The southern border of the United States is controlled by drug mules, drug cartels, and human traffickers. And that's when it's closed. We have thousands of children right now in aluminum foil. We had a mass shooting in America yesterday. This is from a, a, an ISIS sympathizer that we didn't immediately reveal their identity because it didn't fit the narrative we wanted. We wanted the narrative that Kamala Harris's niece wanted. White people are bad. Look at the evil they do, which is just vile racism. We tore ourselves apart over the complete wrong voter fraud argument, as I tried to say for a month and focus us back to what the actual issue is. Mail-in balloting is just an invitation to harvest, especially when you control all of the machinations of the election process. And instead, a bunch of you folks put your hopes in people who are now in court admitting under oath they're grifters. And that's their defense, that they just wanted to take advantage of you. And you can't blame them for that. Everybody knows Trump's base is just a bunch of Cheeto Jesus worshiping losers. Should I go on? You want to find the finer points of the most fundamental fact of human existence? You're dumber than the spirit of the age. You're dumber. At least it knows where it's going. At least it has a singular purpose. You know, it's funny. They die on every hill. Everything's a crisis. Everything's the end. They die on every hill over there. We won't die on any of them. None of them. Except, that's my team. That's my quarterback. It's team GOP. You can take that team GOP and shove it right up your ass. Boot and branch. In fact, let me do it for you. A couple times. We're dying as a civilization here. Dying. We don't have any more time for this. We just don't. I wish we did. 
I'm now at that age with my kids where I'm holding on for dear life, thinking maybe I wasted time. I should have been tougher, should have been nicer, should have been softer. Is it too late? We're out of time, folks. We don't have any more time. We, we can't, we don't have the luxury of this. I'm sorry, Christina, I'm disappointed you. Next, move on. Somebody else. Did you a favor. Now you don't have to worry about vetting her later. She just showed you her hand. Might end up, there's nobody left. Oh, well. There's nobody left either when a bunch of pilgrims got in a rickety boat. And 275 years later, after the declaration, or 240 years later after the Declaration of Independence, here we all are. There was nobody left when they signed that Declaration of Independence. Might have been subtitled our own personal death warrants, frankly. Placating this crap is going to make sure there's nobody left, That's Steve. exactly right, too. Yeah. How many more times? How many more? How many more issues do we want to lose? How many more? The good news is this can only happen one more time because this is literally the last issue left to lose. We've already lost all the other ones. And it doesn't really matter that we won on the Second Amendment argument because a bunch of people who believe in the Second Amendment just let their governors enslave them for the past year anyway. So that's a dead letter too. I don't know how many people just like gun culture and how many people are like I like sports and Star Wars, that's just kind of how, like, like, they like guns, you know? And then how many of them are really into the Second Amendment thing for the purpose that it's there? Know what I'm saying? So the good news is we don't have to count how many more times to do this, how many more issues to hand over and lose. Because this is the last one left. We have to fight every day to be able to bring this content to you. Every day. Every single day. I, we just don't have any more time for politicians and their machinations. Do or do not, man. That's all we got time for. Are you in? Cool, let's go. No? Cool. Get the hell out of the way. Moving on. We don't have time. Let me reiterate this. We're out of time here. Watching the Illinois Loyola game the other day, I just couldn't believe it. It was like Illinois thought this was, they didn't know. No one told them this was a single elimination event. Did you watch that game all the way through? It's amazing. They like never pressed. Most of the time when a team that's favored gets ahead or gets behind, then they start getting nervous and they press, right? And they make it worse. Dude, no, man. Illinois is just out there like... You know, playing some, playing some ball, man, on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I mean, you know, what, what's up? <sighs> Couldn't be bothered. No, no sense of urgency. Nothing. Nothing. Pondering the finer points of the uh, pick and roll. Yeah, they just ran the same offense the whole game. That didn't work. Made no adjustments. Let the other team keep running the same offense they ran the whole game. Made no adjustments. I was just mystified. You know, then they're like crying at the end that they lost, and I'm like. Why? You guys didn't do anything. Just let it happen to you. That'll preach. We're letting it happen to us. 
Been talking about Rough Greens for a while now. It is a powder that you sprinkle over your dog's food. It's very simple. But with that simple act, you might be giving your pet the nutrition it's lacking because same thing happens to the human food. That's why we buy so many supplements these days because a lot of the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, at all that we need are stripped bare so that it can last for a long time, be mass consumed and produced. Same thing is happening with that store-bought food for your pet too, chances are. And that's where Rough Greens comes in. It is the supplement that your dog has been looking for. You sprinkle it in with your dog's food and all the good stuff that's missing from the food is suddenly back in. Now, some of you may be wondering though, is my pet going to like this stuff? Now, our pet cap loves it. But if you're curious, hey, we're not sure, we'll make you an offer you can't refuse. We're going to give you the first 14-day bag for free. All you do is pay for the shipping. But the bag itself is for free just to see if your dog will eat it, if your dog will like it, if you don't see a, a difference in your pet in 14 days or less. All you got to do, pay for the shipping and go to roughgreens.com. That's R-U-F-F, roughgreens.com. Pay for the shipping, go to roughgreens.com or give them a call at 833-ROUGH-DOG. That's 833-ROUGH-DOG. Final thoughts, Todd and Aaron. For those who are still who are still convinced that um, Governor Noam has an argument here. Ask yourself, and I want you to seriously do your best to answer this honestly. Ask yourself this question. If this exact same cycle, if this exact same news cycle was carried out in Ohio and it was Governor Mike DeWine at the center, mm. would you be having the same reaction as you're having right now? Mm-hmm. Try to answer that honestly. And if you can, then we can talk. That's a great question. That's a great question. Uh, just because Christy Nome looks like Christy Nome, it doesn't mean that she isn't Thanos snapping right now. That's it. Reality's at stake. Nothing short of that. Yes. Pick a side. That, 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 yes, it is. I, I, he, what you just said, it can't be, it's not any more basic and plain than that. This is literal reality now we're arguing about. Are we going to impose insanity as a public policy? That's the argument. And I guess, you know, if it might land us, a, you know, an NCAA tournament game or two, the answer is yes. John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.